Kia ora whanau. my name is George Fenwick and welcome to another episode of Time Out in Conversation. This episode is all about the New Zealand International Comedy Festival, which is happening this May. We talked to Australian comedian Reese Nicholson and Kiwis James Roque and Eli Matthewson about working in the comedy industry and the process of writing stand-up routines about your identity. But first, we got a rundown of each comedian's solo show, beginning with Eli. Each of you have new solo shows this this year at the festival as well. Do we want to go around and talk about quickly? Sell your show to me. Tell me why you should come see it. Uh, my show is called Myth and Legend. The premise is that I'm going to use my classics degree professionally for the first time. So if you, if you want to recap on all who all the Greek gods are. You have a classics degree? Yeah, he yeah, does. No. He's got two degrees, man. So yeah. he did that and then went to drama school with me. So I've got six years of useless qualification. Yeah. Wow. wow. It's a true waste of money. But I started doing it because um, I have been to like pub quizzes and, and watched <laughs> The Chase and questions about classics have come up uh, where I haven't known the answer. And I've been like, what is that degree for if not at least like TV trivia shows? Would uh, that be your, sp- in like a mastermind style show, would that be your like your your thing? Now, yeah, because yeah. I've brushed up again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be ready to go. James, your turn. Uh, so my show is called uh, Boy Mestizo, which is uh, and uh, the the sort of premise of the show is I went back to the Philippines for the first time last year in twenty years since coming to New Zealand, and I kind of learned a lot about Filipino history and sort of like how much colonization has like a grip on Filipinos, and then how much of that grip sort of still holds on to like the diaspora all over the world. So like here in New Zealand, we still a lot of the Filipinos will still have this mentality that like anything that's like white or Western is better than them. And it's like the self hat. So it's like unpacking all that fun stuff. It sounds really serious. That's the problem is like, whenever people are like, what's your show about? I'm like, oh, it's about colonization and how like, you know, it, like imbues you with like self-hatred. People are like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, but that's I don't want to watch an art house film <laughs> like <laughs> acted out in front of me. That is interesting to me though, because it feels like often in the media, there's this sort of angle that is taken often by older journalists where they sort of want to bring the question <laughs> to comedians and say, do you feel like you can't say anything anymore? Oh, or like, yeah. oh. do you feel like comedy has, it, it's too PC now? But if anything, as someone who is, you know, younger and, and has only been seeing comedy for like five or six years now, I feel like the stuff I'm seeing lately is so exciting and so innovative. And people are really unpacking stuff on stage. I don't know how healthy some some of it actually can be because like this, <laughs> which brings us to my show. <laughs> That's what the title is. I don't know how healthy this is. Uh, my show's called Nanette Two, and um, <laughs> Nanette Strikes Back. Yeah, Manette. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, for real though. What's your show? Um, wow, completely did the joke and I made myself into a call. Um, uh, my show is called Nice People, Nice Things, Nice Situations. Uh, and I regret the title <laughs> now that I'm doing press. Um, and it's just about, it's mostly just an hour of talking, but, um, uh, it's kind of about the name comes from an email that I got from a lady who said that I was, um, that her son, who is a, a genuine nice gay, uh, and I am a bird <laughs> in bra and it was in brackets as well. It's like my son, the, the email opens with my son is a gay in all capital letters. <laughs> um, and it talks about how she'd see me on TV and how I was a, a filthy gay and I shouldn't talk about my sad sex life. Sad was in capitals, um, and how I should talk about nice people, nice things, nice situations. And it's kind of about, there's a little bit about, so it's kind of a, a show dedicated to Carol Saunders from London. 
Carol Saunders. Shout out Carol. Carol hey, Carol. Does she know that you, you're doing I've this? I sent her a link. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. And I, when I do the show in London, I kind of want to Did you get a reply? Come. She kind of just, uh, just said, good. <laughs> oh, I feel like, you know, going back to what we were talking about before, maybe she had the idea that comedy should stay, quote unquote, nice. Whereas I feel like, like I was saying before, we've seen people sort of address issues on stage, but in a way that shows how comedy can you know, enrich us and enlighten us. So I guess, have you found things, you know, change recently? Or have you found it to be like more of a creative challenge and a more exciting challenge? Or have you found it just fine? Well, I find when you say like that people, some people just want comedy to be nice. I feel like when they say that, they want comedy to be nice to them. Like they don't care yeah. about anyone else. Like mm. as long as you are not offend, like, like coming for them, then do you know what I mean? Like, and those are the same people that will defend like the, um, White man, people. I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to dance around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't dance around it. Those are the same people that will say <laughs> things like, man, I can't say anything anymore. And it's like, well, you can, you just have to face the consequences. You know, I got into a flame war about three days ago with, is that still what we're calling that? I got into an argument on the so. internet. I think that's just what the internet is now, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, that's just. The I was on the internet deal. recently, <laughs> <laughs> um, about because the Melbourne Comedy Festival has changed the name of the main award. The, mm. It used to be called the Barry Award, and then um, it was named after Barry Humphreys. Well, kind of. It was kind of named after Barry Humphreys. Um, the and then he said a bunch of awful shit <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Um, I went to the weirdest one was, uh, I was once at a nominations like ceremony morning, and Rose Matafeo was nominated for best newcomer, I think. And when he was going through the list of names, like Barry Humphreys, like comedy icon, like standing yeah. on stage, was going through the list of names and he said, Rose. And then he stopped and said, see, in my day, we had more what I would call anglicized names. Jeez. <gasps> oh, into, like, wait, into the microphone. Goodness. At a press event. Like a like it lo and it looked like a drawing of a press event. Like oh, in a movie, oh. it looked like the West Wing. Yeah, right? sure. Like, and everyone was like, and I remember just looking at Rose and she was like, oh, <laughs> And he went off on this weird tangent about like indigenous people in Australia, not exaggerating any of this. And then he went, Rose Matafeo. And like, just kept going. Like it was insane. Oh. But, and, but I got into this, like, there's a lot of like comics in Australia at the moment getting really upset uh, about the name change and how like, you know, he wasn't even like, it, like he said that trans people um, that have gone through gender surgery have uh, self-mutilated men. <laughs> Like just insane stuff like that. And people are like, you shouldn't change it. Like, you know, you were forgetting his legacy and stuff like that. And it's always white men in their sixties. Yeah. It's yeah. always them that are angry about it. You can't joke about anything anymore. It's but like, no nah, man, you can't. How great is it though that uh, a trans woman was nominated for the oh, award this exactly. year? Like that's like poetry, right? Yeah. It's pretty great. I was getting comments on my like sponsored ads in Melbourne just from random old men. Oh, I got to see nothing like. See, you saw my comments. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's based on your algorithm and search or <laughs> anything like Yeah, maybe start recommending uh, the, the videos to people who love, um, I don't know, like married with children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people who like. Married with children? No, that's but a I good mean, show. Some... Don't you come from married with children? I'm sure it's like divine with with children. Yeah. I feel like it'll be problematic now. I'm sure there's something in married with children. Oh, not everything is problematic now. Just kidding. It yeah. all is. It all is. It's all shocking. Gays and people of color rule now. We're going to kill all white men. <laughs> yeah. If we're not killing them, we're trying to have sex with them. Political correctness as a concept is like an it's incredible like an idea. Good thing, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not calling someone the N-word. Yeah. 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 Well, it's also not having, you know, a, an incredibly successful comedian like Rose be made to feel mm. unwelcome and yeah. small on stage. That, yeah. that That's infuriating. Oh. Fascinating. I remember. Yeah. I, I reckon I tell that story once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Had he always been like that? 
Or is that like quite a recent development in his... Well, this is... I think what it is is... Uh, I think as people get older, they get louder. Sure. Like, yeah. well, a lot of the careless. time. They've got less to lose, right? Yeah. Like, what are we... And I also think it comes from that addiction. Like, he comes from that era, same as Jermaine Greer. Like, both of them have, like, come from that era. Weirdly, Jermaine Greer, like, a, she was a feminist icon, but also was kind of involved in comet. Like, I think she might have been in the footlights or something. Like, she was in Cambridge. Maybe that's wrong. Uh, she wrote Love Actually. Um, no, but like it, it kind of involved in that kind of, they were all part of this group in the sixties that were really crazy and did whatever they wanted. And now they're addicted to that controversy. And so in a time when it's harder to be controversial, they go yeah. the opposite where you just go super right wing. And that's the cool thing to be at the yeah. moment. I it's think. like it's the true. point of difference. To yeah. Everybody. Sure. Always be different. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I mean, what, what do you guys find the, the situation in New Zealand to be? I mean, I guess I, I, I would just, I would hope that if, if something like that happened here, we would, the, the appropriate course of action would be taken. But I also, you know, New Zealand has proved itself many times to not be the bright and sunny place we want it to be. I think it's still, I think it's similar, man. Like, especially, you know, I don't, I don't want to bring the mood of the, the, the pod down, but since like the Christchurch attack, like th- there was that one week where everyone was all hugs and, and kisses and we stuff. We talked to and Australian comedian Reese Nicholson and Kiwis like, James like Roque and Eli Matthewson like, yeah. about working and, like, in the comedy all industry. The, all the people, especially like people on, on like that have platforms that are just like, man, why are we be like, why are we, why do we want to change the Crusaders name? Man? Like, I'm like. You got you guys just don't have any like empathy towards anyone else. Like, mm. and yeah, it's so funny the way. Yeah, well, the way people are like, "Oh, precious snowflakes, don't want to upset anything," but then like change the name of your sports team, and you're like, "No, and that upsets no, you please, to your core." No, it's so no, stupid. It's so important to me. Yeah. It's always Bro. old white men saying, "Stop whinging." Yeah, and it's yeah. like, man, I'm not, I'm not, we- I'm fine. You, you, yeah. know, you know what it is though is I can weirdly weirdly like empathize with them because when you've had like control and when you've had of your voice for your whole life and all of a sudden you, people are like hey you maybe don't do the, what you've been doing or you know you, you i can see why you would feel defensive but also it's like grow up man like what's mm. what's that quote like the like equality feels like oppression when yeah what is it that, when you've been, when you've been in privilege for, yeah. yeah 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 that's interesting James, I remember you had a show in Christchurch quite soon after the yeah, attack. Yeah, it was a week after. Do you want to talk about the decision to go ahead with it? Were you sort of on the fence about doing it for a while? Yeah, well, I, I was on the fence because for two reasons. One, because I was like an immigrant person of color in the aftermath of like a white supremacist attack. I was like, I don't know if I feel safe, especially marketing towards brown people, being like, come to this room, this contained room where <laughs> I'll be vulnerable for an hour and <laughs> I'll be, I'm not a moving target. Um, So that was like terrifying, but also... Eventually, I was like, well, I can actually try raise some money for the victims here if I do the show. So I just ended up doing it. I found going down there maybe like a week, because I know you had a show too, Eli, but you had to, because it was on the day. It was the day after. The day off, yeah. Yeah. But I was was the week after, so I think it was kind of in the start of the healing process for the people. Like, they kind of needed to laugh and and, and come together and and go, if if we don't do the show, then the dude wins, like the asshole fucking wins. Mm. Yeah, so that was, it was really, yeah, it was real cathartic. And, um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just really nice. I, I thought. And what was the, the vibe like on the night, like with the, the crowd? Um, it was good. I felt like they, all the people who came were like, yeah, we should be doing this because we need to, um, yeah, we need to just heal from what happened. It's cliche as hell, but like, it is like laughter does help you kind of heal that sort of stuff and all those wounds. And, and I guess it's just like getting back to normal, right? Absolutely, like, if yeah. you're like doing things, not changing your schedule anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's wild because I'm from Christchurch as well. And it's like you, I mean, it happens all around the country, but there's definitely things like 
it's like an out uh, company of electricians, and they've got a Nazi symbol on the side of their van. Oh yeah, and, and it's stuff. not even like incognito; it's just there. It's literally just there. On the side it's of just the van. out and kind of yeah. It's amazing. I just feel like a lot of people working up to the fact that you can't like let stuff like that slide. You've got to call it in the moment. You can't be like, oh, yeah. that was weird. And that's tied. I mean, that ties itself to the conversation about comedy as well. All those things kind of contribute to it. Like people who get up on stage and do jokes that are like racist or homophobic or transphobic those things are like adding to the massive monster that is like this thing that's oppressing all these people so james i also remember speaking to you last year and you were saying that when you were sort of doing material that riffed on your identity and and that sort of side of things you had i think you said you had a gig in dunedin where you had people come up to you and say wow that that really spoke to me yeah that i finally saw someone that like was speaking for me on stage well i think especially with Filipinos in New Zealand and in like the Western world in general, I feel like Filipinos are like inv- especially invisible compared to so like there's like the Asian minority, right? So people are like oh Asian, and then within that, Filipinos are an even smaller strand that's like seen less in like the mainstream. And so for me, uh, that's sort of like why I did the show this year because I got I, I that person came up to me, I was like oh this is way more fulfilling than just getting laughs for the sake of it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I think. I wanted to explore that more, and so uh, so this year I um yeah I I think I leaned even more into talk like talking about the Filipino experience, but in a palatable way where that uh, people could still sort of uh, access access you know even if you're not Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, that's me going white people. If you're listening to this, please come to my show. It's still, it's still really good. <laughs> good cover. Good that's cover. for you too. <laughs> I've been. I got all of it. You did, and yeah. Eli went. He got all of it. Yeah, and you're, and you're really racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Eli hates me. So. I do. Also, for <laughs> listeners who can't see the faces, Eli is not Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> but I look Filipino. Yeah. Weirdly, Reese is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. It's the red hair. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I do think that's really important. Like the I've similar in the last couple years was like almost uh, I was like a very cartoon for like years, very cartoony version of myself and like really amped up. And I still am like a very gay comedian, but that is also just, I'm just yeah. super gay. Well, you can't help it. Um, <laughs> the person. But like my whole act was based around it. And then I kind of realized my audience was like really straight. Like, mm. and it was, I realized yeah. like, oh, you're coming to watch me like a zoo. And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a kind museum, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is how they live. And I've like, I've kind of changed in the last to be more representative of what I actually am. And not in like a way of like, you know, we need to, blah, but like yeah. my audience and my audience in the last few years has gotten kind of queerer. Yeah. The, and I find, and like, I've noticed more teenagers like bring their mums and stuff like that and like hang out in the merch line afterwards. And like, but like just seeing like little, seeing like a 14 year old, like, clearly trans kid come up and i don't know it's just like it's it's satisfying yeah it's more kind of like it feels like you're actually not just doing jokes about dicks like i've been talking my show this year is a lot about not a lot but i talk quite a bit about gender and like how i feel about it and stuff and it is just more satisfying at the end to like yeah there's a lot of really dumb jokes in this show but i also feel like i'm yeah being useful it seems like you know when you when you're doing gay material say for a non-gay audience or you know immigrant material for a non-immigrant audience how do you make sure that they are on side and that they're not laughing, you know, at you? Because I remember I went to a gig um, where Pax Asadi did a, a bit about his grandfather. Yeah. And a white woman in the audience literally said, do the funny accent. Yeah. Ooh. And that, Ooh. I remember, I remember the feeling. No, he, he turned around and he said, oh, white lady wants me to hear to do a, fun, a funny accent. I was there accent. for this. And he's mm. like, I'm not your dancing monkey to the lady. Yeah. That was great. Yes. It was great. Yeah. But I remember the sort of vibe from the, audience i hoped 
wordlessly people were sort of like oh she she's not getting yeah. she's not she's taking actually, something different yeah, to yeah. yeah. Laughing at this no but how do you how do you make sure that you're treading that line where it's can you control it at all yeah it's a constant it's I, a yeah, constant I problem so. that i i worry about all the time i'm like are you guys laughing at me or is this are you yes, getting yes, where I'm coming from? <laughs> <laughs> are you getting where i'm coming from do you know what i mean like yeah I don't know, you, must, you guys must get that as well like what yeah i used to worry so much more about like being gay well i just like when i was starting out there was like no gay men doing comedy in new zealand like there was true. no one so every gig i did i was like oh i'm gonna be the first gay comedian they've seen probably yeah how do i bring it up how do i make it easy you know to digest or whatever and the more time's gone on the more i've been like oh nah like I've, <laughs> yeah. the, from my perspective i'm like i'll just expect you to catch up like i'll just mention my boyfriend i don't need to do a joke explaining that i have a boyfriend exactly that yeah, yeah. i think there was there was like this weird and you would have gone through the same thing where when you walk out and especially the way the Particularly, I like I'll have like an inch of makeup on, and like, <laughs> maybe, but if you walk out and you can tell the audience, this is maybe like ten years ago when I started, they would be kind of like, "Does he know?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I fucking know. Like, do you know, but, but it's this yeah. strange. Um, and if you don't like, I used to my opening joke used to be like, um, "I've got a boyfriend." Sorry, ladies, wrong tree. Stop barking. And like that, the, which is still a joke that I sometimes use in like kind of weird gigs that I feel like I have to amp yeah. it up a little bit. Like if bit. you're in a rural area or something? Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. become the, the, I was like, oh, they are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I feel like these days, that yeah, exactly the same. Like I'll just say I've got a fiance and I'll, and they'll just learn over the, but if you, if yeah. you don't understand that I'm gay by looking at me, there's something wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have some sort of head injury. <laughs> but yeah, it is that just not feeling like you have to play to the audience anymore. They're just yeah. watching yeah. you talk. Yeah, it is. I, like, I don't know. Is there a way to even differentiate that laugh nah. that you get? You can't, right? I like, don't it's, think so. it and just sounds just gonna, the same. People, like, everyone's, this is going to sound so wanky, but like, everyone's experience has brought them. But like, <laughs> you know, if, you're, if your dad was someone who was kind of vague, lightly, or, you know, if your dad was like heavily homophobic, yep. chances are you're going to have some deep seated things going in there. And you might yeah. not realize you're being, but you will laugh at little Britain characters still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like shows like that are kind of at the time. It shows you how quickly cultures moved. Where Little Britain was my favorite show. Same. Oh, dude, I love it. Was so I, good. I loved um when I was a teenager. Some high tie was my jam. Yeah, like, as well. yeah. like incredible. And now you look at it and you're like, oh, like that. That's a trans joke. That's a fat joke. And it's it's yeah. not. I think people confuse that for you can't joke about anything anymore. It's like no, it's just you shouldn't joke about those things yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like there's a two two white men, <laughs> like putting on blackface and being fat women. I guess that the other thing is that it's um it's not your work to do, right? You know, if the audience is is, nah. is in a different place, then that's their yeah. work to do, right? I guess all you could do is like try to be super clear and if you're being ironic, just hope that the audience isn't dumb enough. Like isn't dumb and will understand that you're being ironic about something. Yeah. But mm. and if and if my career I think some people treat comedy as if we're meant to be like changing yeah. people. It's like if my career is going well enough, I, I should be preaching to a choir. Yeah. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, people who like me will come to my shows. And I feel like this is maybe an unpopular thing to be, but like, if people do change their minds about something because of a joke that I've had, good. But I'm, it, it is not at all the aim. Nah. Yeah, the aim is to go out and get laughs. So yeah. It's like, what? And if I can normalize things by doing that, but I'm de- like, go to a philosopher if you want yeah. to change yeah. your mind about things. Because for me, I'm like, uh, in, all, in being a role model, 
quotation marks. It's like, for me, that's about just like being comfortable and talking. Yeah. About. So yeah. I don't write a show being like, I want people to come and be like, wow, it's yeah. okay to be gay. Uh, <laughs> but I just remember growing up and there being no one who was outwardly gay on TV. Like, and even the people that you kind of knew were, they like didn't mention it. So mm. talking about it casually, to me, that's like, that's a world of good that comes from that. And it, Or if they were openly gay, they were like, a, like a drawing of a gay person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah. 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 Whereas I feel like, yeah, if we can just be like, hi, I've got a fiance. Yeah. That's fine. It's like that thing of um, when people ask like, oh, so you, you're an Asian comedian. You must do jokes about being Asian. It's like, I never yeah, get that. <laughs> Weirdly. It's so weird. Mm. Um, and it's like, yeah, I do, but I don't always. Like sometimes I just like, doing jokes about being in a relationship or whatever like and it's just like but the sheer fact that i am asian makes this an asian bit because that's who's saying it do you know what i mean like mm. you don't have to always fucking... i think people always want like what's it like to be an asian in a relationship yeah. like yeah. exactly the same <laughs> yeah like a person in a <laughs> yeah. relationship like what do you take your shoes up shut up <laughs> <laughs> we do but yeah, yeah. shut up also yeah. See, white people, shoes on during sex. Yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> during? Like, yeah, yeah. up oh, in the air. I take mine off, jeans off, shoes back on. <laughs> Sneakers. Dress That's shoes. the funniest yeah. look. I think the funniest look is is top wearing, like, a clothes. Thank you. <laughs> no, wearing, wearing, <laughs> wearing a shirt, no pants, and in yeah. shoes is the funniest someone combination a, of clothes. I think. Someone has a joke about how that is somehow more nude. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, true, it feels though. more nude. Like, when you see someone wearing that, you're like... It feels more nude than How often someone would see this. Sometimes, more often than you think, man. I'm sorry for sending those photos, by the way. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Sometimes at the gym. Nice, thanks for the airdrop. <laughs> you know, when you've got shorts, but you're changing into shorts, you wore gym shorts, you're going to change into your normal shorts. You can do that with, with your shoes on. Eli goes oh, to the gym, flex, everyone. Yeah, what a flex. I'll go to the gym. <laughs> That's, that Just because you flex. can't hear my biceps. <laughs> yeah, how do you buy, what are your biceps doing in comedy this year? Do they have their own show? <laughs> they got a two-hander. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that blackface one. <laughs> that was good. Very that was good. good. Oh, um, uh, I, I'm interested to hear, what, what is something that you've seen recently that you thought was just the unfunniest thing? Chris Lilly? Yeah. Right. Yeah, All I the put ads on for that show. I've been like, I put no. on uh, the first episode of that out of curiosity. I was like, I wonder what this is like. Oh boy, <laughs> tough. I'm watch. surprised Netflix is 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 boosting it so much. You it's know? an interesting double down, yeah. like exactly yeah. what we were just talking about about how in a world where, and I, I I would say the argument is executives being like, we've got to be proof that you know political correctness hasn't gone mad, and yeah. so let's make this, and you can joke about this. It's like, nah, like it's not even. It's just not funny. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's not even like, you can make jokes about this thing. It is possible to do that. Yeah. It's just not funny. Yeah. I also think, Chris, there's the style is dated. They're like improvisation or like edit together conversations that don't actually have punchlines. Like it's not, we've seen mockumentary go to like parks and recreation and all these shows, which are actually like packed with jokes. And Chris Lilly just dresses up as a girl and hits on teenage boys. No. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. Nah. I don't yeah. want to do it. On that note, I'm sorry, everyone, we're going to have to wrap up, but um, another podcast for another time, I'm sure. Mm. Thanks so much for coming it's in, my guys. My favorite song let's, from Lemus. <laughs> <laughs> let's meet up in a year and do it all again. <laughs> I look forward to that. I look forward to each of your shows. Um, quick dates. When are, when are we performing? Uh, I'm week two, Auckland, week three, Wellington. Uh, I am week one Wellington and week two Auckland. Uh, I'm also in a show called Freaking Dangerous Bro Legacy. So too many Very shows. Good. Have, give me your money, please. <laughs> I um, 
you're going to need to pop on Google for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I am the last week I'm here in Auckland where we are now. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, no, this is Paris. And the studio. Um, in the studio. Uh, it's a little show. Um, uh, and then I think the third week I'm in Wellington. I open in Wellington. Come on by. Why not? <laughs>